That boy got the fresh cut, man. What's, what's the occasion? What's, what's, what's the occasion? <laughs> they said about time. Like it's not his cut. What's the occasion, man? <laughs> he said it's not his cut. <laughs> <laughs> that boy got I the know, fresh just, cut. No, I, I was like, yo, trim my box. Next thing you know, my barber. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. What? I'm like, yo, come on now. Like, this is crazy, but um, uh, 2022, I guess. I hear you. Let it, it begin. Let it let it grow out. I hear you. Out. New beginnings. New beginnings. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, still got crazy. the hair on the top though. Like, of course. Oh, I mean, yeah. you you don't got the body. You know, what I'm the body you like you don't got the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't showed off for him. I'll, I'll, I'll be dead, man. I'll be dead, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um. So yeah. What what crazy things that these here this weekend? You know, I don't know about you, man, but like whenever I go out in public now, if someone sees me and we're talking hoop or whatever. Um, I'll get asked, like, yo, what's your thoughts on, you know, so-and-so, right? Um, obviously yeah. because of the show. So I said something, and, and you know, people got offended naturally. You know, <laughs> as, as you like to say, people don't like hearing the truth. It sucks, yeah. but people don't like hearing the truth. So, you know, it makes them uncomfortable, but they don't like hearing it. So that debate of, you know, Paul Pierce versus Carmelo Anthony. Now, if you poll, right, let's say 30 people, or whether it's a casual NBA fan or whatever, most people are going to say Carmelo Anthony. I, for the record, you know, are probably one of those people. But what I've said to this person, to this group and debate was, if someone were to say that Paul Pierce was ahead of Carmelo Anthony, a case could be made, right? I don't think that it's a guarantee 110% that, you know, it's for sure Carmelo Anthony. Like the things that Paul Pierce was doing, you know, so how, how do you feel about it? I'm a... I'm going to say my case in a minute, but I just want to make sure we address, I want to hear your thoughts before I say, no, say I, everything that. You didn't say anything wrong. And I know the fan base is, is going to be, especially, you know, I mean, you know how Mellow fans are. It's like, yeah. da, 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 da. well, I really hate to break it to y'all. And it's not a knock on Mellow. No. But when you look at Pierce's career, you know, I mean, you know, there's there's a there's something there, right? Like, <laughs> no, for sure. Exactly. And my thing is, and I, and I and I feel strongly about this. Paul Pierce's one championship, Paul Pierce's one Finals MVP, carries so much weight. Even though it was just one year, and I know people are gonna say, "Well, look at the longevity. Look at you know the legacies and the scoring and all that." That one chip, that one Finals MVP, and you especially. Yeah. Kenny Perkins talk about it. That journey that he had to go through. He he didn't, you know, he beat Kobe in the finals. You yeah. I know he had Ray and KG, but that was no year where it's, I mean, obviously, if you make it to the finals, the team that you're playing against is going to be good, of course. But, yeah. like, if you beat Kobe and Paul Gasol in the finals, I mean, that's that says something. And I know Carmelo fans don't like hearing that. I know y'all don't like hearing that the gap ain't as large as y'all might think. But, like, Paul Pierce wasn't no bum. <laughs> like, yeah, he, but I mean, Paul Pierce was he was cold. Like, I people act like Paul Pierce was like, yo, I think people get it confused because like social media, they would have probably said the same thing that people say about Darren Fox and like Devin Booker and like Zach Levine before like they're in a better team situation. They probably would have said the same thing about Paul Pierce. But like, soon as Paul Pierce got a team around him, like it was serious. Like he's one of the most skilled players of all time. Like he. Did it at every level. Clutch, <laughs> can score off the dribble, <laughs> handle. It's just like, we, like, what are we saying here? And then, and then those wars and those battles with Kobe Bryant as well. It's just like Kobe Bryant 
has spoke highly of Paul Pierce's entire career. Like people know how cold the truth was. I think people kind of let their biases towards the bigger name or the more exciting player or the more talented player sometimes makes people feel like, okay, well, without question, this player was just better than this player. But it's a legitimate, I don't even say it's not even necessarily a case. It's more so probably like a legitimate argument that you can make either way, like Carmelo Empty or Paul Pierce, especially if you ask some some old hoop heads. They gonna, some people will probably say like, yo, Paul Pierce over Melo. Now, I've, I would take Melo, of course, but like, it's not really a shocker. It can go either way, to be honest. If we keep it on 100. Yeah, like, like I, I would go with Carmelo Anthony as well. But if someone were yeah. to tell me they have Paul Pierce, I wouldn't be like, yo, you're crazy. It's like, you know, and, and, and someone said to me, you know, the idea of like, um, you know, well, he, he had Ray Allen and KG. Okay, cool. But when you think about when Melo was at his peak, talking about the Olympic USA team, who the hell was on his team? Yeah. Like, and so it, 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 it like, how the argument shifts depending on which side you're on is like there's 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 always a response to it. And I yeah. think, you know, and also too, when you win a championship, right? Because people bring up championships like, you know, Gary Payton and and uh, what Jason Kidd. It's like they have one, but the time of when they got like where they were at, yeah, you know what I'm saying, during their career. Not to take anything away from them, but just, you know, being the best player on a championship team, winning a finals MVP is a lot different than being at the tail end. Like, if Melo were to win a ring this year, hope he does, but it wouldn't come when he was with Denver or New York. It's a lot different. And yeah. I, you know, maybe that might change the conversation, but still, you know. Yeah, Paul, Paul, Pierce, Paul Pierce had like five seasons where he was averaging over 25 points. <laughs> 25 or more. You know, like, people talk like Paul Pierce wasn't in like, and also like, during Paul Pierce time, that was when it was like, that shooting guard position, everybody was stamped. Like, it was Ward, Allen Iverson, Brandon Roy, you got Kobe Bryant, you had Rip Hamilton, like, Tracy McGrady, Ray Allen. Like, it was, that shooting guard position was, like, what we view the, the point guard position it is right now in the NBA. That's how cold it was. That's how those wars were, like, really tough. And, we, and it was no cross matchups either. Like, guys were really, like, going to war with each other on a nightly basis, which made the league, especially in the regular season, more ex- exciting. But Paul Pierce... Listen, I'm not a big Boston fan. I didn't grow up a big Paul Pierce fan. But at the same time, it's just like, you, you're kidding yourself if you think Paul Pierce. Like, I know it's funny, like the social media and the jokes and stuff, and he, he, ha, ha, people like to chuckle and stuff. But Paul Pierce really was the truth. Like, he was one of the most skilled players of all time. A guy didn't, did not operate just purely on athleticism. It was more so skill set. And even talking to Kendrick Perkins, Kendrick Perkins is going to say, well, don't sleep on his athleticism because the younger Paul Pierce <laughs> – he was dunking on yeah, cats too. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and he he was kind of. I agree. You know, don't see my sneaky athletic. But Mel- Melo had some posters. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Melo didn't had that. some 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 victims. Um, yeah, but you know, and and so that's another thing too, right? Is you know, Pierce during the down times that he had with Boston, um, record wise, versus yeah. it's like, would you rather have a bunch of bad years or a good amount of bad years and then one championship or would you rather have a bunch of like, you know, decent seasons with no chip, you know? And that's where it's like, it could be a toss up, whichever side you're on. But like, to me, man, that one ring, like literally, I'm not gonna say it washes everything away, but it holds so, because we know, we know so many guys who don't even have one. We know yeah. so many guys that didn't really do anything in the playoffs, but to win one, I don't give like with, you know, um, 
with Ray and KG, you beat a team that pretty much had two other finals wins. So it's like that holds some some value. You feel yeah, me? And, and definitely, you know, definitely holds and they did it in their first year together as well. Like that's also important. Like, and we 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 see like teams where they come together and join forces. Like, not all the time they do it year one. So that makes it even more impressive. And then, like you said, he got one over a, a top three player of all time as well. Like, and what are we saying here? Like, I, I get it. Like, we look at the team situation and stuff like that, which is really crazy. But we can't credit Kobe for going out and beating the Boston Celtics and then not give credit to the Boston Celtics for beating Kobe. Like, we know, like, okay, if you really look at it, the Boston Celtics probably had the better team. But the same, the same time, like, people are going to sit up and say when Kobe beat the Boston Celtics, like, yo, Kobe beat three Hall of Famers. So it's just like, it got to be some, like, balance in this. It can't be just like, oh, the, the Boston Celtics team, like, yo, they should have won. They had the better team and stuff like that. We're not going to really give credit to them, but then we're going to give credit to, B- to Kobe being in three NBA Hall of Famers, you know, so relatively, like, if not in their prom, close to their prom. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's one of those situations where I think another um, point that can be made is, well, if Melo was on that team, would they have won, right? And again, probably they would have but again nobody knows and that's a game that you can play like literally for eternity with every single player that's ever been in the league but we can't judge that we can't talk of that but what actually happened because they couldn't have won right like we 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 sit here and praise Paul Pierce for winning finals and people who's you know what I'm saying there's you you plug in a lot of guys into that same situation that system that coach that team whatever who's to say that they definitely would have won you'd like to think they would have but We've also yeah. seen guys fold when it matters most, right? Yeah. We've, we've also seen guys have great regular season, then play like Cheeks in the playoffs. And so yeah. to rise to the occasion, it's like that's, an, a, that's another part of it. Uh, yeah. But for the record, I still, Femi, would go with Melo. Love yeah, Melo, even though he went to Cuse. But I would still go with Carmelo Anthony. We know what yeah, Carmelo Anthony is about. But we got to – people <laughs> – it's like legends retire and like superstar players retire and then people start getting disrespectful. We had a, some commentary about Dwayne Wade last week and it's just like, I feel the same way about like the way I feel about Dwayne Wade kind of starting, like people are starting to underrate Dwayne Wade and his greatness. People kind of do that to Paul Pierce as well. Um, but speaking of an, another, since we're talking about the Boston Celtics, I mean, there's another guy on the Boston Celtics right now, Jason Tatum. Did you watch the game? How did you feel about that performance? You know, that 50. I, 50 I was going to let you go. I was gonna let you. I mean, start it's, it's, I mean, that's his that's his fifth fifth career fifty point performance. I mean, he was in a shooting slump, shoot like one for twenty two the past few few days when he talked about the three point line. Comes out, sets a career high with nine threes. I mean, he's he's special. All right, I mean, you know, so the thing is about Jason's uh, fifty one game. I think I saw someone tweet. I apologize, I don't remember who it was, but I think him and Jalen Brown. Are the only teammates I believe, I believe, this year to have scored fifty. Mm-hmm. And so I know Boston fans feel this. Oh, let's break them up. Let's break them up. But mm-hmm. hey, guys. <laughs> Serious? Hey, guys. <laughs> if they're the only two in the league that have done it, you might want to start thinking twice. Um, yeah. But yeah, to, to Jason, the fifty-one point game, man. Um, definitely special. Um, and I'm glad. I won't say like he's back, but I'm glad he had a game like that to kind of remind people um, of who he is, um, because it's like. When you have one one bad game, people forget. When you have yeah. one great game, it's like, well, see, I told you so. So um, it's good yeah. to do that, especially on the road, too, um, to do it in D.C. versus, you know, his, I know, with your thought process, future teammate Bradley Bill. Um, but who knows? 
you know, it, it's gonna, a. I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I don't think that's gonna happen. It'd be good for same SEL coach around. Who from, knows, man? Uh, who knows, man? Maybe, maybe yeah, that was a. You know, I think the like watching the game, and I caught most of the game. Once I once I heard he had like twenty. And like <laughs> he was like, yo, twenty in the first half. I was like, okay, let me let me make sure. I'm watching football, I did the playoffs, of course, but like, make, let me make sure I got this screen on and watch the game and view what's going on. See my boy JT. But I think what's more impressive about watching that game is just kind of like the way he got his fifty. I think people forget that Jason Tatum is twenty three years old, and he still has a lot of room to grow as a basketball player before he reaches his ultimate like peak. But the the way he got his fifty. It wasn't just like difficult shot, difficult shot, Connors, Connors, Connors. You know, that's cool. I love Jason Tatum. He could do that. He has the ability to be a, a difficult shot creator and maker, just like, you know, some of the greatest guys that we've seen in the history of the game. But at the same time, like when he's attacking the basket and trying to get to the rim and really be aggressive at the first zone on the basketball court, that really opens up everything. And it makes it where, you know what? That's what made like Vince Carter, Trace McGrady, and Kobe Bryant so special. Like, they can hit difficult shots, but you know what? They also can like attack the rim and they also can get simple shots. Not everything got to be a, a three dribble counter move, step back, pull up. Some, some moves can be like one, two, boom, catching off the shoot, catching off the pick and roll, catch and shoot quick. And that's what he was doing with this 50 point performance. And that's what I, I really like to kind of like, kind of, I was like, okay, this is what I need. This is what I, I like to see because like so many times like with Jason Tatum, it's just like, yo, he's taking a lot of difficult shots, but like the game needs to become more simple for Jason Tatum going forward in the future because that's going to take him and really put him in this like, you know, potential MVP caliber, caliber player that I see he can become. Yeah, and, and I think too on top of that, I think what makes a great player is one who can adjust, right? Like over the course yeah. of a game, if you're going off, I would hope that coaches and players are saying, okay, we're going to adjust defensively, right? But as an offensive player, you even adjust to their adjustments. And so now you reach a point where it's like, all right, you going to force me left? All right, cool. I'm still going to score. All right, cool. You, you want to send a double? I'm still going to score, right? Like, make, like still being in a position where like it doesn't matter, you know, what, you know what I'm saying, it, it is, is going to be thrown my way. I'm still going to give you 50 points. Um, and, 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 I, and I think the thing, too, like with Jason is like, it's not just his ability to score, but it looks calm when he does it, right? It, like, it doesn't look forced. It doesn't look like, damn, like he, you know, and, and, and maybe it is for him, but like it doesn't look that way. It doesn't look yeah, like he's, yeah, it doesn't, you know, yeah. and, and it, it doesn't seem like he doesn't work hard, but like it's just, it's just calm. Like it's all right. Smooth, you know? yeah. Yeah, it, you know, here, here's 50 points. <laughs> here you go. Like, and, yeah. and let's you know let's let's get up out of here you and, know what and, I, but, and and that's why it is I feel like yo when he's making those difficult shots and he's doing the the, the counter moves and, and all these things I'm just like yo like it looks so smooth it looks so easy it looks so calm but it's just like really like it could be even calmer it could be even smoother it can be really just dribble pull up shoot catch and, and shoot without the side step three you know what I'm saying like that's when he's starting doing this consistently, it's going to get real scary. Because right now, we just talking about his greatness as being a, a difficult shot creator and maker. And it's just like, yo, once he starts learning, like, yo, like Michael, like Kobe, not every, like Kobe is the king of, was the king of counters. But he also can, like, not have to do that every time. Michael Jordan had counters on counters, but he was also very crossover jumper, very simple. You know, so not everything needs to be like 
so difficult. And then watching this 50-point performance by Jason Tatum, that's what I was really, like, intrigued by seeing. It was just like, all right, he was still making some of those difficult shots, but you know what? He was doing things more simple. And that's, that's, what, we, like, that's what I want to see going forward. And I know that's what a lot of people want to see going forward, which, like, like I said already, which can make him eventually this MVP caliber player in the future. Yeah, and, and I think his ability to shoot the three ball definitely helps too. I mean, we're obviously the game now is more than just middies and, and, and lays, but um, his ability to really shoot at any and score at any level of the basketball court and at that height too, right? I think that definitely yeah, helps him. We talk about guys that have the height as well as the athleticism and versatility and can put the ball on the floor. Um, and he can really do a little bit of everything, you know? So, um, it's going to continue to be scary, though. I mean, especially when we talk about MVP candidates. Maybe not necessarily for him this year, but this yeah. idea, like, you know, as we, as a league continues, he'll definitely be um, in those conversations at some point. Um, and it's crazy, too. You know, we're just talking about young guys in general, like, along with Jason, is like seeing, um, seeing Trey as well as LaMelo play, you know, versus one, um, Hawks versus Hornets. It's like, I don't really. The idea of like the league is in good hands that that gets said so often, but I think that really is the case though. Like I think we have this new crop, this new wave that we have of of, of young talented guys. Um, you know, we and we say the names often, but like they're here, and I think that, I think that's the dopest part too is that like they're not waiting the way you know times have been in the past. Like you know, they 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 really are now considered the number one option, right? They're not. You know, going to yeah. a team where it's all right. You know, I'm gonna I'm play second fiddle or just show. We got 50 burgers by Jason Tatum, right? We got guys that are, you know, but it's special to see though. Is it, it, it really is special to see? Yeah, I mean, 100% agree. <laughs> it's not, um, but, but it also I will I will say it's crazy though because like these young guys here, but the the old guys still here as well, which makes it even more crazy because like we can't even like get to the point where like we really started like looking at. How we was looking at LeBron and Kobe and Allen Iverson and stuff like that when they came into the league, where the old heads were kind of like ending their seasons, well, kind of ending their careers, the 14, 15 season in the NBA. Nah, not these guys. Not saying everybody going to play as long as LeBron James, but it's just like these guys are like really, like Stephen Curry is going to be, I think, 34 this year. You know, he's still an MVP caliber player. Like it's Chris Paul is like 30, what? 36 gonna be 37 this year like he's still arguably a top five point guard in the game like it's it's crazy so it's just like these young guys are here but these old guys with you know advanced technology for like weights and like equipment and just like the way they take care of their bodies and just like this going vegan and like it's it's different it's different different times you want to know what else i was told slash axed <laughs> this past weekend as well. And I always say that because you, you said something that struck something in my mind and made me think of it. Is Russell Westbrook a top 20, a top, I, I can't even say it. That's how messed up my mind was when I heard it. <laughs> is, is Russell Westbrook a top 20 point guard in the league? And I'm like, okay. That's disrespectful. I can see if people. No, it's disrespectful. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm calm now, but when I was asked, I wasn't. So I get it. You know, a guy isn't playing well. He tends to slide in people's personal rankings. I, I get that. I'm not confused by that. You know, that's a part of it, right? When you play that well, things change. But we're about to sit here and say that 20 point guards in the National Basketball Association yeah, I wouldn't even entertain are better than Russell. And, you know, I wasn't going to. 
but I was dragged into it. And also, <laughs> when you when I heard the names of the people that were mentioned ahead of him, I'm not gonna say all the names I heard, of course, but it's just like, yo, how quickly we forget. But yeah, uh, so it's all good. I mean, also uh, it's crazy because I was just I was on social media on Twitter and stuff like NBA Twitter gets wild at times. He gets is nasty. He, is he a top ten point, point guard right now? That's the real question. Because I think that's a little bit a legitimate argument. More so, top twenty is insane. I wouldn't even. I would have walked away. I don't even <laughs> know why you. <laughs> I know certain certain conversations. I don't even entertain because it's just like, I just don't. You know, we talk about sports all the time. When you talk about sports, right, and especially basketball, you don't really want to talk about sports when you're just out and about, especially when it's something crazy. No, um, it, gets, it, gets, it gets hectic. And this was at a restaurant too. Like I'm fresh off ordering my. You know, yeah, t- a salad. Top, top, top twenty is just crazy, but top top ten is a is a more legitimate argument because then you start looking at the top ten, and I still think he's a top ten point guard. Even though the fantasy football season is over, you can keep the excitement alive with my bookie's double deposit bonus. Having your initial deposit match up to a thousand bucks. Is like playing every game with home field advantage. All you have to do is sign up, use promo code NOPUMPFAKES, and get your funds credited to your account instantly so you can start placing your bets with MyBookie. With the NFL postseason in full swing, there's no shortage of games to choose from at MyBookie. And everyone knows that playoffs equal points. It's the best time of the year to hammer overs. With every player out to make a name for themselves, you know player props are a great way to find an edge. MyBookie is also home to exclusive contests that can be used to maximize your winnings and make 2022 your best year yet. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code NOPUMPFIX. Place your bets and get ready for the intensity of playoff action. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Harder. How about this to make life a little easier for everyone out there? Let's put let's put Russell Westbrook to the side, not including Russ, right? Not including Russ. Um, knock these bad boys out. All right. Uh, you got Trey, Trey Young. You got Steph. You got Kyrie Irving. And again, I know there's people out. You know the mixed definitions of what a point guard is and all that. But for the sake of this argument, people, um, you got Trey Young. You got Steph. You got Kyrie. You have John Morant. You have LaMelo, that's five. You got Dame, that's six. You got Chris Paul, that's seven. You got... You got Darius Garland, you got, that's eight. Uh, two more. I'm not about to... Uh, it's crazy, though, because before you... I mean, let's say Chris Paul. I don't know, man. It's it, it just crazy thing. Like twenty, I twenty, I think at this point because of you know, the the times we're living in, people feel um, confident enough to say that. But twenty is like, yo. Someone told me Col- uh, Colin Sexton, Fred Van Vliet. No, um, no. Colin Sexton. I heard Malcolm no. Brogdon. Um, no, I heard Drew Holiday. Yeah, it's it's starting. It's starting. I heard. Drew I heard. Ty- too. I heard Tyrese I heard, Maxey. I've, I've heard. I heard. <laughs> and it it gets to a point where we start talking about guys that ain't never really been a number one option on their team. It's the difference between like, yo, it's, we're 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 talking about like Russell Westbrook and he's having a down year to 
you know, the standards that we we've been holding Russell Westbrook of exactly. what he said. Exactly. But like, exactly. Like, and there's damn, a difference. Like, damn, come on now. Like, Drew Holiday ain't never been a first option on the, on his team in his his entire career. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't, you know, so let's just let's not get crazy. Yeah, okay, like let's say he's better, the better point guard or better guard being the what second third option okay sure that's what you want to say but we talk about like let's talk about first option let's talk about what what's Westbrook has been his entire career like it's like let's let's be serious you know or even like the he was a second option with with Kevin Durant for years and it was just like yo like he finished ahead of KD and MVP voting one year all right well like it gets it gets crazy like people people forget people really to, forget to play devil's advocate because I know this is what people are going to say that was 10 years ago that 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 that's if you want to argue legacy or, or resume, that's one thing. But for right right now in a Lakers uniform, and that's what I'm just being told, right? Like I know you know kind of what he's done in the finals and going to the playoffs and alongside KD and Ooh. winning MVP and all that. But if, in a Lakers uniform, or if we are, if we argue in resume, literally there's it, only one. There's only one guy I want to hear. Other than that, <laughs> there's literally it, it gets it's, it gets crazy though, Theus. Because I, I will say this. Um, I will say this. I was having that conversation with a couple of my friends and I was telling them, it was just like, I don't, I, I hate that because it's just like, if you base everything off of one year, it's just kind of like, that's what, that's what makes people, that's what, that kind of what makes people like, yo, make takes and then be looking crazy down the line. That's what I would like. People were talking about Paul George and Paul George was struggling a little bit in OKC and they were talking crazy about Paul George. Like that's what, that's what people start doing. It's just like, all right, if you base everything off one year, it's just like, okay, well, I get it because it's just like we're talking about this year, but you can't really do that with certain players, especially certain players that haven't had the same type of success, you know, for a long duration of their career like another individual. So it's just like that That gets very dicey. That gets very tricky because like, okay, you base things off of one year. Well, one year can say a lot of things. Like one year, the Knicks fans thought Julius Randle was, they were saying that he was better than Chris Bosh all the time. I was like, y'all crazy as hell. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was Wait like, a damn minute. Like, hold the hell up. Hold the hell up. Hold the hell up. I was like, y'all crazy as hell. That was hold real hell conversation. Hold the hell up. Hold the that was, hell that was, up. The question was, has, 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 was Chris Bosh ever as good as Julius Randle's last season? Because he, went, he was on an all-NBA team. You know, it's, what the it's, hell it's are crazy, we doing? Bro. Yeah. That's no, what I'm you, no, you don't believe that. No, no one said that, bro. Bro, yeah. No, no, man. Was, was yeah. this in like a Twitter space? This was. Yeah, was this in like this a, 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 yeah. a tweet? Yeah, bro. There, there's was, no way crazy. people legitimately felt that way, bro. Chris Bosh is literally on a franchise Mount Rushmore. Yeah. There's no way, and and no shade you. to Julius, y'all. But damn it, what are we doing here? What? No. Now I'm upset. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> even make any sense. Yeah. Who the That's hell, yo? Chris Bosh. Add him to the list of most disrespected athletes. What are we doing here? It's so crazy how one damn season can make people forget about shit. It is so crazy how, and of course, it's freaking Knicks fans that felt that way. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Chris Bot, yo, I get yeah. it, okay? Bron man had to take, you know, a decreased role playing, playing with Bron and Wade. Yeah. And I also get it. Julius Randle played phenomenally. On the most popular team in the league, I get bo both of those things, but what are we doing? Yeah. Why the shade to Chris Bosh? Yeah, what? You know, I've, I've heard some crazy things. That's what I'm saying. You can't get caught up in like this one year. I like, especially especially when it comes to players that you're 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 putting over a guy that's done it 
for years. You know what I'm saying? It'd be different if you're talking about like one year when it, we're talking about like a, a Darius Garden versus a um, Deontay Merritt, you know, from the Spurs. Like it's something, that's something different. That's a better like, okay, who's better? Because it's like, yo, we've seen both these guys are still young. Like we could compare. But when you start just saying like, oh, okay, you know, Darius Garden's better than Russell Westbrook. Well, I mean like, damn, okay, well, this year he's having a better season. But like, to be honest, am I gonna am, am I really gonna say I want to go to war with Darius Garden over Russell Westbrook, who I've seen? Like, I'm no, I'm probably not gonna, I'm not probably not gonna say that. And then this is what I don't like this. It only happens to people that the media and like fans really, really do not like. And that's what we see with Russell Westbrook. Because if we being honest, if you want to have that conversation based on this year only, is Russell Westbrook a top 10 player? Top 10 point guard. I'm sorry. Is, is Russell Westbrook a top 10 point guard? Why we ain't hearing that shit about Dame? Because he damn sure ain't been a top 10 point guard this year. If we really talking about it. But am I going to sit up and say like, yo, is 10 point guards better than Dame? No, I am not. So why are we doing that with, with Russell Westbrook? You get what I'm saying? Like, if we not saying about Dame, why are we doing that with Russell Westbrook? Because we know Dame has had a, a bad season. Russell Westbrook hasn't had the greatest season. Why? Why The, the energy and the consistency it's never there. Here's another one. Here's another thing. Basketball analytic nerds. Russell Westbrook has a higher field goal percentage than Stephen Curry right now. Oh, but, but, but Stephen Curry's true shooting percentage. No, we're talking about field goal percentage right now. Why y'all not saying nothing about that? But y'all quick to talk about Russ. You know what I'm saying? It's just like people pick and choose when they care about certain things and when they care about certain topics when it comes to a player that they do not care about or they do not like. And that's that's my, you know, that's that that really gets me. That gets me going. That, that really gets me going because it it's sucks. just like nobody, nobody's going to say Dame is not a top 10 point guard. Nobody. It's not even a question based on one year. But Russell Westbrook, <laughs> yeah, Russell Westbrook is not a top 10 point guard. I yeah. want, I want, I want Fred VanVleet. I want, you know, I want Mary over. I want Garland. Like, all right, okay, they have, may have, be having better season, but like, damn, like, what, what, what but, are we doing? Because last time I checked, when Russell Westbrook was the first option, he was still carrying teams to the playoffs. You know, like when he was in a system that was help, you know, where he can really play his game, he was looking phenomenal. Like, what, what are we saying here? Like, we just saw last year with the with the the Wizards, like people like Bradley Bill. May have been the best player on that team, maybe, but people can really say it was Russell Westbrook's impact that really got them to the playoffs, not Bradley Beal. So, so what are we doing here? Like, it's, it's well because the thing is, I think what people are going to say is, "What have you done for me lately?" Yeah, that's that's and that's, so I mean, but I mean that's in. just how I mean that's the world we live in. That's the business that these guys are in. It's like because now you hear, you know, people talking about trades and stuff. Right, him being involved and possibly going to another team. And so it all comes down to what have you done for me lately? I know you know what he has done over the course of his career. I know you know his legacy, his resume, and all that. It is definitely there. But in terms of this season, in terms of what has happened with the Los Angeles Lakers, that might be the only thing that people continue to talk about. People don't want to like people don't want to hear anymore about what he did with OKC. People do not want to hear anymore about him winning an MVP, especially Laker fans. All that stuff is good, you know, when you're talking about him being enshrined into the Hall of Fame. Cool. All that stuff is good when people compare him to, you know, Steph and Derrick Rose all time. Absolutely. But right now, today, in terms of point guards that you feel 
That was the other name. Oh my goodness. I'll say I'll say the other name off camera. I don't want to say it on here. But just the idea that like, yo, it sucks that it's not working out, but we also can't deny his obvious talent. And I hate it. I I, I hate it's, that that's the case. But, it, but, but what working, have you done for me lately? Yeah, but it's it's working out it's not working out for a lot of reasons. And let's talk about some of those reasons. Let's talk about how the Lakers had on the court with them versus the Miami Heat. A lineup that looked like it was belonged in the early 2000s. Nobody on the basketball court could shoot the ball except for LeBron James. Let's you know let's just, let's talk about real issues. Let's talk about they don't have any catch and shoot players on their team. Let's talk about like they don't play with energy. Let's talk about okay, we want to talk about Russell. Russell, Russell, Russell is still averaging. He's averaging like 19, seven and eight. And like yo, it's not like what we're accustomed to seeing. But it's also like this is a like Russell Westbrook's lowest like usage rateage. In a while now. So I can point to stats. I can talk about real issues and stuff like that. But nobody really wants to talk about those things because it's just like, it's the blame game. Like Kanye West, like, let's play the blame game. Like, that's what people love to do. And it's just like, you know how it is. Yeah. Russell Westbrook's a new player. Hey, let's, let's blame Russell Westbrook. But it's, it's crazy. I just don't like the, that pisses me off just as much as the whole like all-time ranking list where we just judge things based on championship. That's up there with what pisses me off the most when we compare guys based on the year to year, like, okay, like compare guys that are stamped. That's been doing it like, yo, damn, they can't have one bad season. They didn't they didn't no. sit up and put they no. didn't sit up and put like seven in one bad season compared to like you're comparing them to like their greatness. You're not comparing them to guys that you're you're trying to put over them right now, who's averaging worse numbers that you're saying that's better than Russell Westbrook. Like Drew Holiday's like he's been playing great, but his numbers aren't I don't I I don't know his stats off the top of my head like I normally do like but I don't think his numbers are like really better than Russell Westbrook right now like Darius Garden's playing phenomenal and stuff like that but it's just like his numbers are a little better but it's not like crazy better like you know it's just like what I think are we I doing? think like, I think too it's the expectations so because Russ isn't playing up to par with the way people expect him to and Darius Garland is playing above the way people expect him to we tend to naturally just be like okay well. So and so is better, and not to use Darius Young, but just as an example, if you yeah. have a guy who isn't playing the way you think he should be playing, and a guy that is playing way better than what you originally thought, naturally you're going, to, or not naturally, but for some people, you might start to think, well, so and so is better, so and so is this, so and so is that. It's like, take a deep breath. It's been what a half a season. Just enjoy okay, it, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> enjoy it, but let's yeah. not get carried away. But again, like I said. People don't want to hear that. And I get it. Like I said, at the end of the day, especially especially if you are in a win-now mode, especially when you have LeBron James, especially when you have Andy Davis coming back. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's you want to sit there and say, like, man, we shouldn't judge it year to year, but also we have to understand we're on a clock, right? Yeah. We're, we, are, we are, time is ticking for all of them, right? Like, their best players aren't 23. Yeah. Right. Their best players may not have the greatest health history. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's a tough thing to acknowledge, but I still want to acknowledge the truth let's behind see. it. But AD should be coming back. So, you know, that's. And let's see what's going to happen with that. That's the real quick. What's going to happen with, with that? Let's really see, like, if everybody's healthy, that's what I want to see how the Lakers are going to, like, really, you know, go about things. Because this, I told you, this stretch is crazy. This stretch is a maker. They got a tough stretch coming up. Like, this is, they're in it right now. They just played Miami Heat. Shout out to Miami Heat. We, well, yeah, let's switch gears. I'm tired of talking about the Lakers. The Miami no, Heat. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, about the Heat, yeah. The, the Miami Heat. The most slept on team in the NBA. Number one seed right now in the Eastern Conference. And that can change. I know because you got, got, you got teams that are, like, really, like, 
one game behind and stuff like that. But when we talk about like well-roundedness and like potential like overall like completeness, it's three teams that I think of. That's the Phoenix Suns, that's the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's the Miami Heat. And the reason why I think about those three teams because they they hit all these checklists that you kind of want to have. Do you have a big three? It may not be a big three as in James Harden, Kyrie Irving, or, or you know, Kevin Durant, that big three. But do you have a big three when we talk about like all-star caliber players, have a star and have two all-star caliber players? Yes, they do. You look at the Suns, you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, you look at the Miami Heat, that's one. Do you have shooting? The Miami have shooting. Do you have players that can play defense? At a high level, they have players that can play defense on a high level, just like the Suns, just like the Bucks. So they hit all these three major checkpoints, and it's just like, okay, yo, why isn't anybody talking about the Miami Heat? Especially when it's just like, if you look at the roster this year, Bam has played 22 games. Jimmy Butler's missed like 29 out of like the 47, 48 games that they played. Kyle Lowry's missed eight games. He's out right now. And Tyler Hero's missed like seven or eight games, and they're still a top, the number one seed right now, but a top three seed in the Eastern Conference. Eric Sposher, the coach of the year to me, without question. Like, they are serious. And it's just like, they haven't even got fully healthy and they're this dangerous. And Jimmy Butler, my goodness, when we talk about like elite wings, people sleep on Jimmy Butler, but, and they shouldn't sleep on Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler has done more, and has more success than some of the guys that people be putting over him. Like, he's that good. He's that serious. Like, People don't want to give Jimmy Brother like his credit, but like this is a guy that really worked on his game and improved. When we talk about like improvement, a lot of times people just talk about stats. It's not all about stats. It's about like, yo, improving, improving as a basketball player. Year after year, year after year, working on your game, getting better, getting better, getting better, getting better, getting better, getting better. That is Jimmy Butler. Hard worker. He's gotten better each and every year. He's 26, he's average like 21, six and six right now. But it's just like he does so much for the Miami Heat. Especially like when we're talking about like this dual four role, like when Kyle Lowry's been out, like passing, scoring, rebounding, like he does a lot. And then people really need to give him his flowers because he's he's really serious. Like he's he's stamped. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, we saw kind of what he did in the <clears throat> finals a couple of years ago. We saw what he did recently against the Lakers. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's you know, there's certain guys I get you know I I guess slept on, um, and I'm glad that. Jimmy is with Miami because I think his playing style and the overall culture down there, they, you know, they, it fits well. It fits perfectly. Um, and it's crazy. The number one seed in the Eastern Conference, um, you know, as of, you know, as of this recording, of course. But and so they're here, man. You know, we, it, it's going to, I think moving forward, it's going to be a great, great um, season and opportunity for them. Because it, it, it's crazy how you can be slept on even as a one seed, <laughs> right? It's crazy how people can say, eh, I don't know if they can. You know, yeah, do it. Like they're literally record-wise the best team in the conference. So, yeah. and, and 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 it's like it ain't like they we haven't seen them in the playoffs. Like I know Jimmy Butler, I've I was on him like that last year in the playoffs. That was horrific, terrible, horrible. But like I've also seen Jimmy Butler go to the NBA Finals and put up numbers that LeBron James was putting up. <laughs> like he was averaging damn near close to a triple double. Like he's also the leader in triple doubles for the Miami Heat for his franchise history right now as well. So shout out to Jimmy Butler for that. But it's just like, I've seen Jimmy Butler like really show up when it matters the most. And it's just like, I can't like, people can sleep on that, 
And that's fine because, like you said, like Miami, maybe the Miami Heat want to be sleep, slept on because it's like nobody's really talking about them. People talking about this team and that team. But to be honest, when we talk about well-roundness and completeness and potential when they're healthy to go out and really beat any team in the NBA, regardless of who's on the op- opposing team, Miami Heat, are they're up there with me with the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks because they have those three things that I talked about. A big three, shooting, and defense. Like those are the big, those are the like the three things that I feel that every championship team needs. At least two out of three. But if you have all three, it really gets scary. Yeah. And I'll add too, um, experience. You know, just the fact that they have guys that have done it or at least made it. Yep. You know, Kyle Lowry is an NBA champion. Um, Jimmy Butler and Bam have both made it to the finals. You know, so um they're not new. Or like when they get to even though, you know, they kinda you know, last season was a little bit of a disappointment, but they're yeah. not new to like reaching that level, you know? And we, when we talk about the Bulls, right, not really having guys that have that yep. experience, so you really don't know. Um, but at least with Miami, you got guys that have been through it. So um, even if they're not your pick, you still understand like, okay, you can't teach experience, right? That's not something that you can just practice. It's either you literally have it or you don't, and they do. So, um, and they're going to need it, especially, you know, if they do end up going against Brooklyn, um, or Milwaukee, whoever it is in the Eastern Conference, but they're definitely going to need it. Um, but yeah, man, you got a, a, a cap or no cap? What's, um, let's see, let me, whew. when I tell you who the, oh man, bro, when I tell you who the player was that I remember who was, was being compared to for, to, to Russ, man, I got nauseous. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna say it on the. I'm, I'm not gonna say it here because yeah, the way yeah, I'm like reacting to the name now is gonna sound disrespectful. But yeah, what okay. the hell are we doing? What the hell? Oh um, <laughs> right, yeah, uh, cap or no cap? You got one? Or you want me to get one? I mean, who got one? Rock out. Yeah. Cap or cap or no cap? I'm, it's crazy because we talk about this team and this player, this this guy a lot. <laughs> cap cap or no cap? The Philadelphia Sixers are doing Joel Embiid a disservice by not trading Ben Simmons. Especially when we're talking about this year, like what's going on with Joel Embiid right now, putting up an MVP caliber season. It's been rumors, it's been reports that basically the Philadelphia Sixers wanted to wait to the summer. Are they doing like Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, arguably the best big man in basketball, a disservice by not trading Ben Simmons this year? I would say cap. Mm. And I know that's going to go against what you feel, obviously, and what a lot of people in Philly feel. And the only reason why I say that is because he's not at the tail end of his career. I think right now, this is a long-term play with the Sixers, right? Because Ben is still young, and depending on who they get in return, I know people are talking about James Harden, um, and obviously, of course, if they can make the trade as soon as possible, duh, you know, get active. But at the same time, I think this is such a franchise-changing move that they want to make sure that this is it's going to be the correct one, right? Because if there's any franchise in the league that knows about failing, damn it, it's Philly. And so I think they're trying to make sure that, all right, what we do, there's no going back, right? There's no, like, all right, we're going to change our mind or whatnot. So once you give up in for whoever, that's your final decision. And again, I get it. I definitely wish that Embiid had some help in terms of replacing Ben or whatever. But at the same time, 
if they're looking to make such a big move, you also want to be, make it a smart one. You also don't want to make it, you know, just like, all right, we got to get Ben Simmons just because, and then now you asked out with someone who definitely isn't a fit. So I get what you're getting ready to say and how you feel, but because <laughs> this is a, a major, major move, you know, they, they sh- may have the luxury of waiting. That wasn't what you thought I was going to say, huh? I'm, I'm shocked because Mr. Mr. Wins, wins, wins. Like, <laughs> wins matter. Like, Well, because honestly, too, think about it. Like, whatever the trade is now for Ben Simmons, realistically, do you think it's good enough for them to win a championship right now? Now, obviously, we don't know what the trade package is looking like, but if they make a trade right now for Ben Simmons, all right, are, are they better than Brooklyn? Are they better than Milwaukee? Are they better than Miami? So it's like, I'd rather, it were, well, I'm not going to say I would rather, but I understand the idea of waiting. It's like, all right, the move that we do make, when we do make this move, I want to be assured that we have a legitimate case to win the championship. Don't just trade Ben Simmons just because he's upset. Don't just trade Ben Simmons because y'all mad. Don't just trade Ben Simmons because you get impatient. He's not playing, Theus. I, I, I understand that. I understand that. But at the same time, that trade would still be valuable if you decide to wait. Because if you trade him now for some mid, if you trade him what, now just because what, you're upset. What's mid? Because if last well, time I checked, Darian Fox is not mid. Because they okay. Sixers don't want him. Like, okay, it's, cool. It's, it's, like, okay, what, cool. Let's but talk about point, it. But to your point, though, to your previous point, if you think that they can get James Harden, and I don't know when, this is all just based off, you know, just rumors or whatever. Yeah. If you think that they can get James week. Harden, maybe maybe, maybe that's why they're waiting. I'm, I'm cool with that. If I had a yes. crystal ball and said, would I rather have, you know, uh, De'Aaron Fox now for, you know, this season, next season, or wait for James Harden, I'd probably wait too, Right. But obviously no one knows, but like, if you can get De'Aaron Fox now, does that make them a championship team? Not to me. Does that make them better than the the Nets? Does that make them better than Milwaukee? No. So it's like, what exactly are you doing? And so again, like I said, I understand why you might be frustrated, but unless it's a move that is legitimately going to throw you in the conversation with Brooklyn, Miami, Phoenix, like... But but they can make a a legitimate argument. They can make a... like the Sixers and Joel B can feel like, yo, they're, what are they, a top five, four C right now? Like, it's just like they got Tobias Harris. They got. They can make the Max argument and, that what? Finish your sentence. Go ahead. They can make an argument that they're in this, like, yo, they may not be as good as these, those other teams, but it's just like they can feel like, yo, like we can possibly go on the Eastern Conference Finals run. We just saw the, the Atlanta Hawks go on the Eastern Conference Finals run. So I'm not going to sit up and say, like, yo, that the, the Joel and B and this team right now can't go and make it to the, the finals. Who knows? Like, but all okay. I'm saying is just who, like who? Okay, fine. Who knows? Do you think they are better than the Chicago Bulls, Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks, or Brooklyn Nets? No, I do not. I do not. Okay, think they then. Are <laughs> okay, but I'm saying it's not. But it's not like. But as, as this this season is a season where it's just like yo, I can't sit up even to say the Brooklyn Nets, who I believe that yo should be the favorites to win a ton. I cannot sit up and say that yo anybody is really a guarantee to win this NBA championship. It's that wide open. So if you make a play and you possibly get like a. I don't know, CJ McCollum. I don't know who the who the I don't know what the Philadelphia Sixers are waiting on, but it's just kind of like all I know is like Ben Simmons' trade value is shot. He's not playing. Like regardless of like what we know and last seen him and know him to be this type of player, but it's just like his. If you're not playing, like I don't. It's just like who who's to say Ben Simmons is gonna come back and like is gonna be in shape and gonna be like this dominant player that he was. I'm I'm sure he will, but it's just like you don't know. He's not his his value is shot. So that's so another like, thing too. If you say his value is shot, are they really even doing him a quote unquote disservice? Because it's not like they if they're receiving like all these great trade packages and then not trading Ben Simmons. But if you feel that his value ain't the same, then it ain't that big of a deal. 
it is a bigger deal because you 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 talk about waiting and killing another prime year of Joel Embiid's career, waiting around thinking you're going to get James Harden. Now, I told you last week that like I have a feeling that people feel that like James Harden is very interested with the Philadelphia Sixers. You know, I have a source close to the Brooklyn Nets, but at the same time, it's just like nobody knows what's going to happen because even if the the Nets like win it all. And then James Harden wants his money. Like, maybe it's like, okay, well, I'm going to stay here. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, and also, the Philadelphia Sixers could have had James Harden already. That's my problem with this whole, like, oh, we're going to wait around for James Harden. But damn, you could have had. He was supposed to be in Philly before he was supposed to be in Brooklyn. The, it, the, the, the pieces was right there. Like, you could have had James Harden already. And then he was like, oh, you know what? No, nah, we don't want to trade Ben Simmons. And what happens? <laughs> as soon as the playoffs are over with, you got people throwing them on the bus and you kind of like, damn, like now Ben Simmons doesn't even want to play anymore. So it's just like, damn, it's just like, it's just a bad situation. And let me tell you something, this Philadelphia Sixers organization, this wouldn't be the first time they wasted the all time talent. It's prime. They did it with Allen Iverson. Wasting around a bunch of years without getting him no help. And we could be saying the same thing with Joe and B because you have this like idea that Ben Simmons is going to fetch you this all-star. No, not even an all-star. MVP caliber, Hall of Fame caliber type of talent in return. Let me tell you something. No deal is ever even when it when we talk about like giving up like a player. Like it's some it's a rarity that we see a a trade that's very very like split even. So it's just like the Sixers think they're gonna get like a James Harden or maybe a Bradley Beal or Jalen Brown in return. I just don't I just don't see it. I just I just don't see it. But if you can get like a Darren Fox and a Buddy Hill and Darren Fox who has all-star potential because a legitimate argument can be made. We want to get really spicy. Like, I think Ben Simmons is a, uh, probably a better basketball player than Darren Fox, but it ain't like shit. It ain't like it's a, a huge gap. You know what I'm saying? We want to keep it real. So it's just like you making it seem like Ben Simmons. I know he's been a, a multi, two-time all-star, best perimeter defender in the, in the NBA when he's on the court. But at the same time, it's just like he ain't no... And we we're not talking about a uh, a Stephen Curry, <laughs> we're not talking about a, a Trey Young, we not we're not talking about a Dame. Like let's let's keep it a, let's keep it one hundred. We always talk about with Ben Simmons. I love Ben Simmons. You know me. I've supported Ben Simmons so much. We always talk about Ben Simmons' potential, but potential don't mean shit if you ain't reaching it. So it's just like damn. You could talk about his potential. He could be this. He could be that. But like you got to base shit on what you've seen. And my eyes tell me right based on what I've seen. And based on the, the trade package that's possibly available with the Sacramento Kings, Darian Fox is not a bad deal to have if you got to throw in Ben Simmons. Yeah. I, I don't even have... No, for all, I mean, I don't have... I mean, if that deal happened, I wouldn't be mad at it either way because, like I said, Darian Fox is talented. I'm just saying, though, that the reason why they might not... I guess pull the trigger on that trade is because they feel like they can get more. And yeah. I'm not here to say whether I agree or disagree, but if that is the reason, then all right, cool. Because if they do end up waiting or, or getting another player during the, the, the summer or off season, or whatever, then they look like geniuses. But if not, then they look like people that aren't a genius. <laughs> so, and you know what, but, this last point, this, that's what I also want to bring up. It ain't like we talking about Nikola Jokic. We talk about durability. LeBron James durability, like maybe not so much with the Lakers, but like historically, LeBron James has been one of the most durable players the league has ever seen. We're talking about Joel Embiid. 
Joe B was hurt in the playoffs last year. Joe B has been hurt most of his career. Like, do you really want to sit up and waste, keep wasting this man's prime that you don't even know if his prime is going to last longer than four more years? He's 27 years old right now with a, a stat sheet of injuries. Like, what are we doing here? Like, it's, it's starting to get crazy. So what like, you're what saying we, is take, like, what advantage, are we doing? Of, take advantage of the time that you do have with Joel Embiid. Yes, you're in, the, you're in the championship window right now. You're, you're trying to compete for a championship. Take, take, take advantage. Because let me tell you something. Joel B, as great as he is, as talented as he is, as he is like, <sighs> injuries, when you're injury, we got to check check sheet as long as Joel B for his injury that shit can catch up to you and it's just like that's something that scares me with Joel B and it's just like take advantage of it right now because who's to say that Joel B is going to even be healthy next season if you do get James Harden based on his injury history and I think one thing that we've learned too especially like from the Warriors era and I mean they're still in it but like talk just about the idea of like take advantage of the moment that you're in Right, like obviously plan for the for the future, of course, but like don't think that it's about to be sweet next year just because it's it's going well now, right? Like don't think that like all right, you know we're planning it, you know for ten. You better make sure you got things under control now, right? Because we've seen it in the past. So many teams, so many players had this idea that things are going to figure themselves out over time, but at the same, you know, in that same breath, you have to acknowledge like, yo, we got a good, we got a dope opportunity now. Let's run with it. What do we, you know what I'm saying? What are we waiting on? And that's just a question I feel like they themselves might have to ask. I get it, you got two young guys, but at the same time, take advantage of that. You feel me? But yeah, man, just like that, y'all. Be gone. Peace. See you on the next one.